Spirituality Challenged is a podcast recorded on Canadian Treaty 1 territory, and that the land on which we gather is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Diné people, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We acknowledge that our water is sourced from Shoal Lake 41st Nation, which is located on Treaty 3 territory. Spirituality Challenged respects the spirit and intent of treaties and treaty making and are open to future partnerships with First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people in the spirit of truth, reconciliation, and collaboration. Hello, and welcome to another Spirituality Challenged bonus episode. I'm Aaron Parsons, the host of the podcast, and I'm going to start off with a big announcement we have for March coming up. I'm going to have our next official episode on Christians and the environment, and we'll be releasing the next four episodes on a monthly basis while getting season two together. And we're doing this monthly because a lot of people want to go outside and people just want to spend time with other people rather than on their phones or listening to podcasts or music or whatever. For today, let's talk about time machines. So I gave my email to exvangelical listeners of the pod, and I asked them to express to me how they would redo their former lives if they had a time machine to rescue their past selves from churches and evangelicalism. I'm going to anonymously read you some of the replies they sent me. And like I said, everything will remain anonymous and confidential as I share these comments. And between comments, I'll be using the phrase next comment while also sharing what I would do in detail to end things off today. So I am going to make mistakes. We're not going to have any jump cuts from here. I'm not going to do any editing rather than getting rid of the weird, you know, laughs and piz and whatnot. And essentially, we're just going to go live with this because I feel that we need to get a full picture of the vulnerability of some of the people who reached out to me. So, here's the first comment. I would have left my dad sooner. I would have hopefully figured out I was queer sooner. I would have gotten treatment for ADHD and ASD before it affected my life and neurochemicals irrevocably. I would have dated. I would have had sex. Uh, Side note, actually most people answered that they would have sex in a lot of their replies. I would have enjoyed not judging and subsequently hurting the lovely, non-Christian people that I cared about. Next comment. I would tell my younger self not to go anywhere near that Baptist church. I would tell them I would regret it for the rest of my life if they did. I wasted lots of time, money, and effort in Christianity. I now regret every second I spent in it. Next comment. I would have had a lot less anxiety and maybe left home sooner. I definitely would have gotten out of the southern U.S. state I lived in and moved to the West Coast as soon as possible. Next comment. I would get a far better education, learn to make friends, learn what healthy relationships look like, and learn how to be a human in the world, instead of trying to play catch-up on all that over the following decades. Next comment. I regret the money I donated over the years. As a struggling single parent, I donated somewhere around 10 to 12k over 4 years. My kid never went hungry, but there were other things I should have done with that money. 
All the time I believed it was being funneled back into the local community for food banks and school collections, though they were planning a big new extension on the building when I left the church. Next comment. I would have gone to college instead of getting married at 18. Next comment. I regret the way it affected my self-esteem and self-worth. It made me put my spirituality in a small box. It caused me to focus on trying to convert my loved ones instead of accepting them for who they are, and it negatively affected my sexuality, which continues to affect me to this day. Next comment. I would take back the times I acted superior to other people because I did, in fact, think I was superior as a Christian. I withheld genuine friendship in the name of mentorship, ministry, and evangelism for mostly other Christians, but also from non-Christians. I'd go back and be authentic, real, and vulnerable. Next comment. I would give myself a bit of perspective, for instance, not worry so much about finding the right Christian spouse. I would have taken better care of my teeth and started therapy much earlier. The situations and locations in general weren't irredeemable, but it would be nice to not have spent so much time and money on church garbage. Next comment. If there was some way to change the internalized belief that I was naturally bad, I would love to do that. I would have to go back to at least preschool, probably even before then. Next comment. I would not spend my college years at a Baptist institution. I deeply mourn the loss of freedom and time spent paying for indoctrination. Next comment. I would have changed my education, my culture, self-defense, awareness, and I would have listened to others instead of preaching fool's words. I would have moved away when I had the chance to. Next comment. I would have finished college, maybe go out for my 21st birthday, start a business, maybe give one of the guys a chance who asked me out, but I said no because they didn't go to church. I would redo my entire life from 17 to 23 years old all over again. Next comment. I would insist on going to public school. No homeschool, no falling behind in math or science, a whole different career path, and a lot less trauma. And in brackets, I think. Next comment. I get a different education and would have started a different career. Someone recently told me, you're young but still have enough job experience that you're good at a certain thing and making decent money with it. I'm older and have many years of ministry experience. My usable resume and credentials are about the same as a 19-year-old, but with many, many years where there's a weird gap. Next comment. I would be much more free and enjoy life. I would be braver and more adventurous. I would not be consumed with emotional self-flagellation. I would stop wasting time feeling guilty for things I had no need to feel guilty about. Next comment. I would have listened to those sounding a warning bell. I would have changed churches and maybe even gone to seminary. Next comment. I very recently deconstructed. So now, at a ripe old age, I become a humanist. Under quote-unquote worm theology, where everyone deserves destruction, you can't really enjoy people ontologically, for their own sakes. But now I do. So, although my 50-plus years in evangelicalism was part of my path, and therefore part of who I've become, I would have interacted with more individual humans rather than studied to save humanity from itself, 
In my opinion, worm theology is the most harmful part of evangelicalism. Next comment. I would have gone to a real school from grades 2 to 12, gotten a better math education and an actual science education, and many more varied friends. I would have had the ability to explore and participate in team sports. I would have had more time to learn and do things that interest me like hobbies, maybe had mental health issues addressed and not triggered or exacerbated by religion-related things about my environment or how I was parented. I would have had a more normal youth life experience like romantic relationships, etc. It's sad and depressing to even think about all this too much. Next comment. I would get treated for depression and anxiety instead of trying to pray and read my Bible more. Next comment. I would have lived with my partner before marriage and shared bills. I would have pursued working in the medical field right out of high school. I would have volunteered with secular organizations to help people locally instead of in other countries. Next comment. I wouldn't have given in to purity culture when it swept through the church in the 90s. My boyfriend, now husband, and I have been together for three years and had a great sex life, but then religion came into the picture, and for the three years after that, we stopped. That messed me up so much. It took so many years to fix what had broken our relationship. Next comment. I wouldn't have done any charity work associated with the conditions of church. I would have signed up for Habitat for Humanity or United Way instead. Next comment. I would spend every Sunday and Wednesday just being a mom and pouring into my kids instead of spending all day at church. And last comment, I would have spent less time worrying about every little quote-unquote sin and worrying that I wasn't one of the saved. And those are all the comments that I received. So, there you have it. For the Christians listening here, I hope you can empathize with some of the stories that you've heard. It's important to understand what high-control religion, particularly evangelicalism, it's important to understand how harmful a lot of the ideas that we grew up with were, and still are. And I'm not just talking about ideas like the default nuclear family or rapture theology, which is just a little over a hundred years old, I'm talking about religious ideas that are centuries old, like a need for purification, rejection of science, the regulation of sexuality, or having to practice meditation or prayer. We're in the 20th century. We can't cover up the fact that there are different kinds of people who struggle with different things, and they just want to exist and be free to be who they are. They want to be free from complementarianism, free from being only male or female, free from hiding their interest in things like video games or techno music, free from having to do rituals that aren't life-giving at all. So here's how I would live the first 30 years of my life over again if I had a time machine. 
And in terms of me narrating this section, I'd have to do it as if I went back in time and contacted my former self. And of course, when it comes to certain rules when actually doing this, let's say I got a time machine, I'd probably go back to the year I turned 17 and around the year 2000, and I'd go on the premise that I can't change anything besides things that are directly connected to me. So essentially all I do is I write or leave notes like on my dresser or on my desk in my room at my old house in St. Vital, and I'd indicate suggestions as to what I should have done. One of the first things I'd write is encouragement for my past self to get an autism diagnosis. This would have helped me a lot. I would encourage my past self to look into the eugenics history of James Dobson while researching men like Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson outside of Christian sources. And if that doesn't convince my past self to give up his faith, I'd then encourage him to save up for a media or journalism course while transferring to what's called the Collegiate, a section of the University of Winnipeg for high school students. Then, I would write a note to him to buckle down in his studies and learn basic audio production from DeCapo Productions. I'd tell him that no matter what he does, he has to focus on his media studies. And if somehow my past self gets into rap, I'd tell him to work as long as he could at McDonald's and then when he has enough money, move to Vancouver and stay with his music-making cousins while studying far away from any kind of churches or spiritual activity. And hopefully, my cousins will train him to excel in music without the restrictions of evangelicalism. I'd encourage my past self to take media studies, history, and theater in whatever secondary college he goes to. After that, I'd advise him to work in the movie industry and build connections, which hopefully will lead him to podcasting about whatever interest he has. I'd also make sure that I don't forget to warn him about people like C. Peter Wagner, Rick Joyner, or Todd Bentley, who also resided in Vancouver. If somehow my past self gets married, I'd encourage him to investigate and go for therapy for the spiritual abuse he went through in his childhood. I'd encourage him not to have children, and if he marries an activist, I'd be cheering him on in the sidelines. That's pretty much how I'd do things. I think if I just redirected my focus more, got diagnosed earlier for ASD, and left Manitoba without fear soon after the diagnosis, I wouldn't be stuck where I am right now, unhappily married, broke, suffering religious trauma, watching my friends from big churches post crazier and crazier things, and maybe, just maybe, I won't be surrounded by so-called family with fucked up conservative values. Before closing up this bonus episode, I also want to address comments that came up like, honestly I wouldn't change anything. As awful as the trauma and a stolen childhood were, life in evangelicalism led me to the place where I am now. Myself and the family that is close to me is out of evangelicalism and healing, but I would go through it all again to have what I have now. Now, I understand that some people are lucky to have the life that they have now, 
It's just that unfortunately, there are very few who actually recover from the trauma of religious hurt. There are very few who meet their loving spouse or the friends they have now because of church. And while there are people who have been helped by the church, usually the condition is that they conformed and lost a part of themselves in order to get out and find some way to recover. Now don't get me wrong, I'm still happy these people are in the places they are right now. I just hope they acknowledge how much privilege they actually have. And I hope they notice how, when I use the word privilege rather than luck, it's because luck is just another word used for spiritually bypassing privilege or just plain coincidence. So that's where I am right now. And I'm not sure how to end this bonus episode. I just wanted to show some of the listeners love and just to let them know they're not alone. There are whole communities out there trying to figure out this thing called spiritual trauma. Trying to figure out how to get past the fact that powerful people don't believe our lives matter. And trying to figure out a new way to live in this colonized, COVID-overrun, corporatized new normal. I'm going to be taking a bit of time to prepare for the new episode of Spirituality Challenged. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, we're going to be talking about the history of Christianity and environmentalism. And of course, again, I'm going to be releasing monthly between March and September because people like to go outside and not have headphones in their ears or they'd rather not listen to music or podcasts while they're enjoying the nice weather. So stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast, prepare to be challenged when we study environmental history and how it affects religion this March on Spirituality Challenged. Have a good one, everybody.